You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I am your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, once again back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. How you doing, Nate? Hey, Mike. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you know who's not doing that well? My wife. Oh, well, maybe your wife, for other reasons. I was going to say Stefan Diggs, though. I don't know if you saw the day on Instagram, but he put, he's got some beef going on with Josh Allen. So we'll keep an eye on that. I had heard that going back to the offseason, there was then there wasn't now this they did fire their offensive coordinator but it's okay bills fans don't worry brian dable will be your offensive coordinator again next year when the new york giants fire him um i mean it's it's stranger things have happened right it it wouldn't surprise me yeah what i didn't see what he said do you want to just tell me real quick so he put he put on a story here mike okay quote i asked him at halftime to get me the ball more josh allen of course he said Put on a Broncos jersey, and then Stefan Diggs said, "I'm done with the peace out sign." I don't even know what that means. I feel like I would say that if I was Josh Allen, but in a kidding manner. But I don't know if Stefan Diggs took that very well. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like put on it. a Broncos jersey. Like what? I like it, but if you're the quarterback of a team, you're trying. You yeah, a team that's supposed to be good, team that many people thought of as being a Super Bowl contender, probably not the time you were the leader of that. No. That team, I mean, my that jives with my personality, but counting 131 cotter pins at Trice Incorporated is not as important as leading <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. I'm also not making $258 million over the course of my contract. So, um, unfortunately, yeah. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> what's your value, Mike? This is the transition, the value, value I, of counting cotter pins. I don't even know how to transition off of that. But what I can tell you is this today, we're going to be talking about some dynasty trade values for 2023 and, hey, of course, beyond. So, you know, just want to remind everybody, if you want to come hang out with us in the Patreon, we're now doing a free seven-day trial. Okay, so come hang out. And Gator, again, you have my cell phone number. There's your seven-day free trial. Lucky you. So let's get into it. Nate and I, we're going to be just having a discussion about it, looking through things. We pretty much agree on everything here. So, Nate, the first player that we're going to be talking about today, Josh Jacobs. His given cost right now is a late 24 first. So do we think that this accurate or this player's value is accurate, higher, lower, or or what, Nate? We'll start with you, and I'll just kind of jump in a little bit here. When I yeah, need yeah. So I think a late 24 first is accurate for Josh Jacobs. If you're going after Josh Jacobs, you're obviously a contending team. Um, if you're a rebuilding team, you don't need Josh Jacobs. It doesn't fit your timeline. We talk about timeline all, all the time here. Uh, but a contending team, you know, you're expecting your first round pick to be 10, 11, 12. That's what you're hoping for. Josh Jacobs, we know he's going to get the bulk of the touches for the Raiders offense, especially with Aiden O'Connell back there. You know, I like Aiden O'Connell, but he's, he's not a starting caliber NFL quarterback right now. So they're going to run an offense through Josh Jacobs whenever they can. He's going to get touches. He's going to get the few touchdowns that the Raiders are able to, you know, amass over the rest of the season. So I'm fine with this from a first round draft pick. If you're a contending team, fine with the value here, you know, get that running back that gets you over the edge, helps you take your team to the next level and get to that championship. Do you think, do you think it's odd or is, are they so done with Jimmy Garoppolo that 
Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. They paid Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Jimmy G. It just, you know, once Josh McDaniels is gone, there's just not much hope for for Jimmy G. He was his guy. So, you know, I'm fine with buying for contending team. If if we're a rebuilding team, Mike, you're, are you selling? You know what I, I'm doing is I'm going to go ahead and I'm saying that this is accurate, but I will sell if I'm rebuilding. I do think he is a good buy, if, like you said, for a contending team. He actually leads the league in rushing attempts, by the way. So you're right. With Aiden O'Connell back there, he is going to be going ahead. He's going to be getting a lot of work. Not getting the receiving volume that we've seen him get in the past, but still, look at the last three games. Um, just on the ground, 15 for 61 and 1, 26 for 98 and 2, 27 for 1, 16 and 0, but still over 100 yards. So, yeah, what, what would you pay for him? Um, I could tell you this, buying if I'm contending, he's actually ranked really similarly to Saquon Barkley. He's 49th on keep trade cut. Saquon is 48th. Let me ask you mm-hmm. this. Who would you rather have down the stretch? Because Daniel Jones is out for the season. The New York Giants have a terrible wide receiver core. Tommy DeVito. I don't know what happened to um, Tyrod Taylor. Is he done? Yeah, he's, he was on IR. I don't know was if he's he on IR. Was that I a concussion? I don't remember what, what the injury was for him. Possibly. I mean, Matt Barkley is there. Not like he's going to be the savior yeah. for the New York Giants football season. But still, like, I, I just – I don't – I don't know how Phillip Rivers isn't out there somewhere on a team yet. Do you think Philip Rivers really wants to come back though? Like, you know what I mean? You know, maybe my, like week 15, right? Before a team has to go to the playoffs. That's when he's going to join the Jets. My question is this why did the Giants not sign Carson Wentz? I'm not saying that he's I've question about a lot of teams up to this point. I mean, he, obviously, in case you missed the news, he With did sign the Rams. Um, but I think he's definitely a better option than DeVito or Matt Barkley or whoever else they're going to I would try think so. There. I don't know, but what do you what do you think? You're you're trusting him down the stretch more than Saquon, right? Yeah, I I think so at this point, which is which is really tough to come around to. Not not, I mean, Josh Jacobs is great. No offense to him, but Barkley, you know, we've come to expect so much out of him, and it just to be in a situation where he literally, you know, he's like the last one standing at this point, and you, you just can't be productive when the entire defense can hone in on you. So, just Saquon Barkley over his career is really not been what we thought he was going to be. He has two 1,300-yard seasons, which we expected, but we're talking about a five-year career here. Once he barely hit 1,000 yards, and it's just been really inconsistent. The team as a whole has been really consistent. They're not doing him or you know the rest of the team any favors. They're being consistently inconsistent. Yeah, which, hey, as an Eagles fan, I'm fine with. So I don't <laughs> care. But, hey, look, let's move on to another player who's been really inconsistent throughout his career. That's Debo Samuel Nate. I kind of like this value a little bit. I'll kick it off here. His value is a mid 24 second and a 25 second. I think it's accurate. Yeah. To be honest with you, I feel like this is what people want to pay. And I do also feel like with Debo Samuel, people are chasing his 2021 season. He had that monster year, but I'm out on him at this cost. Personally, the offense does not go through Debo Samuel. It goes through Brandon Ayuk, mostly Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. And look, Brock Purdy is a very good NFL quarterback. He's extremely efficient. He's not going to give you games where he passes for a ton of yards and sprints around a lot. He has done it, yes. Don't at me in the comments, but that's not going to be something he does on a consistent basis. Um, and at this price, you know, I'd rather go for like Christian Kirk if I'm not competing and I can get T. Higgins for this because I think he's somewhere else next year. I'd rather yeah. do that. He's been having it down year. He's been really banged up, but I do think this is accurate. Nate, what do you think about this price? If you're, what, what are you doing at this price here? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm good with this price. I'm not actively going after Debo. I've always kind of been down on Debo yeah. um, for a while there because not only just because of injury, but because, I mean, his A dot his second year was negative yardage. I mean, he was used so far behind the line of scrimmage. It just was hard to see the upside. But, you know, he's a great wide receiver. He, he's a little gadgety. You know, he can use him in a couple different ways. But now Brandon Ayuk, I'm a huge Brandon Ayuk fan. Oh, yeah. He's the wide receiver one there. You got George Kittle there who – we just saw go off. We know he's gone off multiple times this season. Christian McCaffrey, they are literally feeding Christian McCaffrey like everything. He is the main focal point of that offense, which is incredible for anyone who has CMC and fantasy right now. But at the end of the day, Debo is, you know, third option at best, usually the fourth option. You know, he's got a 38th um, in the league target share um, when he's on the field. It's, it's decent, but it's not great. So that's why I think, you know, two seconds, he's not worth a first for me, but two seconds, I'm okay with it. Cause you're going to get, you know, some wide receiver three production on most weeks with some weeks with some upside. I'm fine with making that move. If this is your wide receiver, um, you know, probably a flex. I'm hoping that on a contending team, Debo Samuel's a flex, honestly. And I'd pay two seconds to have a really good flex in Debo Samuel. He did miss two games with a shoulder injury this year, but look at his, in September 21st, the win against the Giants, he had 12 targets. Since then, since October 1st, I understand, again, he missed two games. Here's his targets, 0, 3, 1, and 4. Yeah. And before that, he started off the season pretty good. Seven targets, nine targets, and then the 12-target game. We see that he is not the focal point. And for two seconds, I would rather put my money elsewhere. I think two seconds, you know, you're going to get yourself, you get yourself a good wide receiver that pick, maybe a good running back. You yeah. got another second and 25. I like, I like wide receivers. Like I, with those two seconds, I would much rather go after wide receivers like Josh Downs, um, Deontay yeah. Johnson, Christian Kirk, Marquise, Hollywood Brown. All, all four of those guys are rated pretty similar to Debo. And I'd rather have one of those guys. Yeah, I agree. Especially, I, I love the Josh Downs pick right yeah. there. I love that one a lot. Um, let's talk about Jalen Warren. His cost right now is a mid-24 second. Um, and look, this is not a Najee versus Jalen Warren comparison. We're just talking about guys that are being productive. What are we doing with these guys? Because we need to know the values here. So, Nate, higher, lower, accurate, what do you think? I mean, the Steelers, they seem to be running with two running backs here. Both guys have yeah. good value right now, I feel. But we're talking about Jalen Warren. What do you think here? Yeah, you know, I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, but Jalen Warren was announced as the starter uh, this past really? weekend, actually. Was that prior to last weekend? Um, so or? it didn't come out until after the game. It came out uh, y- yesterday, I believe, after the game, actually. Okay. But he was announced as the starter. Um, he's been really, really good the last two weeks, especially, but he's been pretty good this season. Um, you know, he's kind of playing that Tony Pollard role, and he's playing it really well um, with Najee being that thunder. And Najee's looked pretty, I uh, know, better recently as well but Jalen Warren we've seen him he's gonna get his touches like you said Mike you know this is a two running back system right now uh Jalen Warren's getting his touches he's efficient when he gets touches I think that's the good role for him I think he is you know we we see Tony Pollard you know take on a larger role this year and his efficiency has really gone down I think the injury plays a part in that but also I think there's just players that um because of their skill set are just better with low volume and I think Jalen Warren is in a role right now that really really um lets him play to his max potential. Um, 
you know, I don't think Jalen Warren's a guy that, you know, needs to get 30 touches a game. I think you're going to lose a lot from his, you know, efficiency and his ability to break open big plays. So I think right now he's in a perfect spot. I'm more than happy to pay a mid 24 second for him. He's great running back depth. He's a great flex play um, on most weeks, you know, looking at the defense coming up. But also with him getting announced as a starter, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, if, you know, he continues to play well in those, um, you know, limited snaps, you know, because he's not going to take over the backfield for for sure. Um, now he's just still going to get his touches. If, if you can get a first for Jalen Warren, I'm more than willing to sell for a first. Um, you know, and might get that opportunity if he puts up, you know, 15 points in the next two weeks. There's always those delusional Steelers fans in every league, too, that think their team is the best no matter what. They'll gladly pay for it. Here we go. Steelers fans getting their pitchforks. I think this is accurate as well. Like I said, it's working. Nate, like you were saying, I don't think he's a long-term solution. To me, he screams Band-Aid much like a Kyron Williams is. And, you know, sometimes the best solution might be if it's is it Jalen Warren or is it Najee Harris. If you can't pick, maybe the best solution is sometimes to stay away. You know what I mean? Just moving forward in the future. And I know that's not exactly the, the most groundbreaking advice, but sometimes that's how it is until you see things play out, much like Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in Washington. You know, a lot of people thought that Antonio Gibson preseason, Nate, this is not taking a shot at you. I just where you're coming from. But um, it's been Brian Robinson. By the way, yeah. see what he did through the air last week? Like over 100 yeah. yards through the air? Yeah, like a 70-yard reception. It was awesome. Which Which is awesome. But I do think that this price is accurate. For the record, um, if I'm contending, I would consider holding on to him, depending on what my running back stable looks yeah, like. For sure. But, you know, where Jalen Warden was typically drafted in your rookie drafts, this is a major increase in value. So I'm willing to sell mm-hmm. um, Jalen Warren at this point. Um, but if you could take a moment, hang on, hear a word from our sponsors. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk about the flavor of the dynasty landscape why did i forget that word let's talk about puka nakua kind of coming back down to earth a little bit but who were the rams trotting out there brett ripen oh yeah ripen 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 rip it is it ripen is it right i don't know whatever um but his value right now nate is a mid 24 first and a mid 24 second higher lower accurate it looks like we're in agreement again yeah you know i don't hate this price but I think it should be a little bit lower. And it's not not because I don't think Bukanuku is great, but there's a lot of wide receiver talent out there in Dynasty right now. And there's a lot of wide receiver talent coming through college. And next year's class, it is deep with top-tier wide receiver talent. Next year's wide receiver class, I know it's like, Nate, you always talk about next year's class being great. Well, there's always always things that don't do great. I'm going to tell you right now, next year's running back class doesn't look super great. But their wide receiver class looks really, really incredible. Guys like, obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. we've talked about quite a bit. Keon Coleman, um, Romo Dunze, Malik Neighbors. I mean, you could, we're going to have five, six first-round wide receivers. And Puka Nakua, as much as I love him, I just can't give on top of a mid-first a second as well um, when I know that I'm probably going to end up with one of those top wide receivers with that mid-24 first. Um, so I'm fine with just a single mid-24 first. You know, I get it. I'm willing to do a late first and a second, just not that mid first. If it's a late first, I'm okay with adding the second one. I understand I got to pay up for production, pay up for a player that's already hit, fine with it. But a mid first and a mid second, unless I'm a contending team where this is, 
you know, the final push, I'm not really willing to make that move. And especially because, you know what? Puka actually hasn't been that great recently. And I know part of it's Stafford's been out. I got the stats right here. Would Go you ahead, like to know what he's done in the last two weeks? Please tell me. Combined six catches for 75 yards, a new touchdown. And the Rams are a mess right now. They are. Although I did hear Stafford could play this week. Did you see that news? I believe so, yeah. He's, yeah. he's questionable. But I'm still jumping ship because I know Matthew Stafford is close to retirement. We don't know what the Rams have in store at uh, quarterback in the future. For all we know, they could trade for Desmond Ritter or something like that. By the way, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, and Kyle Pitts fans, oh. it did not get better with Heineke down there. <laughs> but look, if I can move a player who is a third or fourth round pick, by the way, I think that his cost also should be lower. I'd feel more comfortable with moving just a single second if I was um, trying to acquire him. I know it wouldn't happen, but hey, Sometimes I'm okay not overpaying for a guy that I don't particularly believe in. That being said, I would sell if getting a first and second because he was like a third, fourth round rookie draft pick. And I saw people boasting on Twitter, I drafted him at the end of the second round because I'm smarter than you. No, you really liked the guy and you didn't know who else to pick because you're not a good talent evaluator. If I could be honest with you, if I could use this draft capital to get a guy like Malik Neighbors, Keon Coleman, I'm going to do that upgrade, and yes, it is an upgrade. And, you know, I understand that sometimes you need to take the talents in the NFL now, but I'm going to take the superior talent that I think could be coming out. For example, do you want a guy who's going to be what I think is a bad team next year, like this, good player on a bad team? Or do you want a guy who has a Jordan Addison-type situation, good player mm -hmm. on a good team with a good quarterback? Obviously, Kirk yeah. hurt, can't predict injuries. I'd rather have something like that. So You know what, Mike? I'd rather have – Jackson Smith and Jigba. And currently yeah, Puka Nakua is still highly uh, more highly rated than JSN. And let me give you this. I got some stats for you, Mike. That's, I love since really since cool. week six, which was post Seattle bye, because we love the rookie bump for, for the bye. We do. Since week six, JSN is the wide receiver 22. Okay. With 21 receptions, 263 yards, and two touchdowns. Since week six, Puka is the wide receiver 43 with 18 receptions, 255 yards, and zero touchdowns. Now, let's be honest, the difference there is three receptions, nine, less than nine yards. I can't do math for some reason. It's eight yards and no touchdowns. But JSN, I love the talent. I think, you know, equal ability here. And you might be able to get something on top of JSN, trading Puka away. Do you think there's people that would take Puka Nakua over Garrett Wilson? Um. If Pukas can score points again, probably. Because Garrett Wilson, on the season, 95 targets. And this is playing almost I the know, entire he's season. he's still doing great. And we're talking, you know, only 11.7 yards per reception and only two touchdowns. But target machine since the Eagles game in the middle of October, 12 targets, 13 targets, 13 targets, 14 targets. Don't forget, he's these targets from Zach Wilson, they're not all catchable, ladies and gentlemen. 95 targets on the year. Puka Nakua has 96. He hit a 20-target game in week two, ladies and gentlemen. Mostly gentlemen, I feel like I'm talking to. So we know it's going to get better for Garrett Wilson. We don't know if it's going to get better. It could get a lot worse for Puka Nakua. Um, but that's that. And hey, Nate, again, don't forget seven day free trial for our Patreon. You get in the Discord, yeah. which is where this question was pulled directly from. Kyler Murray, 
His cost right now is a mid 24 first and a late 24 first. Probably should have bought two weeks ago. Yeah, should have, could have, would have. Yeah, I mean, are you a are you a believer in Kyler Murray? I, I believe in Kyler Murray. You know, I don't think he is a top five quarterback. I think he doesn't have to be. We've seen that he's you know had a bit of a ceiling, mm-hmm. but with his rushing ability, um, you know, I think he easily can find himself in you know the top twelve. Uh, quarterbacks year in and year out and give you some really high upside weeks. I mean, look at it this week, first week back from the injury and he looked healthy. I mean, he looked close to hundred percent at times. Um, we saw him scramble, um, you know, evade players, make, make plays happen down the field when they needed it, especially on that last drive. Um, you know, he had 33 rushing yards and a touchdown. I mean, we, we, we always talk about quarterbacks and how those guys that can add the points on the ground are like next level. Kyler Murray's got a good arm. You can add him on the ground. You know, my like Marquise Brown there. They're probably going to have a pretty good draft pick to add to that. You know, if they want to draft a wide receiver, if they're in a position to do that, um, they certainly can. And you know who else has been just incredible over there in Arizona? James Conner. Trey McBride. Trey McBride has been good too. And I got to say one thing just about Kyler Murray. I don't think he's he's not going to be the quarterback next year. I think he's the guy. Like everyone keeps talking too. about how you know it's going to be Caleb Williams. First of all, I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get Caleb Williams or Drake May or anybody else this year. He is signed through 2028. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're talking, and he has guaranteed salary through the end of next year, 2024. He's guaranteed 35.3 million dollars. He's accounting for almost 20 percent of the team's cap and if they cut him before june 1st 81.5 million dollars dead cap a lot of money and i'll tell you what i know the arizona cardinals have not been the best run franchise but i don't think they're going to just throw that money away right there so i think kyler murray's the guy i mean looks like there's a little bit of an out not much of an out after 2024, but his, his base salary is still 18 million, which in 2025, that could be a value for a starting quarterback in the NFL. It probably will be. Yeah. So uh, we, we should probably talk about are you, do you think this costs higher or lower? I think it's a little bit lower. I still, you know, just because coming off the injury, just because yeah. playing for the Cardinals, still kind of a mess. Please fire Jonathan Gannon. Eagles fans, we never forget. Um, I would prefer to just pay a single first for him. I don't think it would happen. Um, but at this cost, I'll sell if I have enough quarterbacks. But honestly, for this price, like I said, I like Kyler Murray. I'd rather buy Jared Goff. I think you get uh, Goff a lot cheaper, yeah. You so can. I think that's a better value, yeah. People still hate <laughs> Jared Goff. The guy just outperforms his ADP every year. He does. I, I think this value is a little little high myself. I'd rather be like too late first, you know, if I had to be nitpicky. But I much prefer like a mid first and a second. Um, you know, I like Kyler Murray. He is signed long term. So, you know, because of those things, if you're giving up two first, you know, I'm not too worried about it because you should have some long term longevity there. Um, but two first, it's always hard to part with. And, you know, I don't have Kyler Murray, you know, as that bona fide top quarterback right now. Yeah. Speaking of it being hard to part with first round picks, Nate, if you were to acquire Detroit Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown, how would you go about doing that? What kind of pricing do you think he would pricing like he's 
an object? What kind of you know value do you think you would need to move to get him? I mean, we see what he's doing. I got to admit, I was wrong. I said move him like a year or two ago because I didn't think he'd replicate fourth round draft. Yeah, he's the Nick, hey Puka Nakua. I'm around St. Brown. Yeah, I mean, look, there. I think we're starting to see too with the way things are going. Not everybody has to be a first round draft pick to be productive. Yeah, landing spot matters, guys. For sure. Really and if, if those teams like those players, that's all that matters. Yeah, definitely. Like the Rams love Puka Nakua, and that's how that worked out. Lions love Amon Ross St. Brown. And, you know, sure. I, I'm more than willing to pay two first for Amon Ross St. Brown. But, Mike, one of my favorite trades that I came up with for Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, this is going to surprise you. If you have Drake London on your team, here we go. You can take Drake London. Throw a first on top of it, and you're going to come pretty close to being able to get Amon Ross St. Brown from some managers who, like Drake London, like the fact that you know he was a high draft pick, he's young, still got plenty of potential, could be great in a different situation, but stuck with Arthur Smith and the Falcons right now. If you're a contending team, you're a rebuilding team, either way, honestly, I would love a trade like that. Drake London at the first for Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I'd be willing to throw you know another throwing player in there if I need to to make that happen because Amon Ross St. Brown, he's young. He's a huge favorite for Jared Goff, and I think Jared Goff's going to get a contract extension. You know, the Lions love Jared Goff. So too. Uh, Dan Campbell loves Jared Goff. He's been a great quarterback for them. You know, they think they can win with him because they have been able to win with him, so there's no reason for him to go anywhere. They're going to give him a contract extension. Amonara St. Brown is perfect for Jared Goff. You know, we saw the Jared Goff-Cooper Cup connection. It's going to be this, it's the same thing that we're seeing in uh, Goff and Amonara St. Brown in Detroit. We're talking about Amon Ross St. Brown here. I, I love him for fantasy because he is so consistent. He's the wide receiver seven on the year, Mike. But so far this year, he's only had one game under 15 points, and it was like 14.7 week two against Seattle. So every other game he's played so far this season, he's had at least 15 points or more. That's consistent. And two times this year, he's had over 30 points. So the upside's there as well. I love getting that out of a player. Did you know that Drake London is the wide receiver 39 on the year? You know, that's actually better than I expected. <laughs> hey, he finished uh, last year's wide receiver 31. Um, yeah, and Stefan Diggs, wide receiver four. The dude's got 868 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. I mean, he, and he wants to go to Dallas, maybe. Join his brother. Okay. Good for you. Go by Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott, I'm pretty sure, is the quarterback won the last four weeks. I have to double check those stats real quick. But looking at how he's played and his finishes, he probably is the quarterback won the last four weeks. And it doesn't probably. matter if he gets Stephon Diggs or not because he's he playing is the quarterback six on the season. <laughs> one spot ahead of Josh Dobbs, by the yep. way. Yeah, he, he is the quarterback one the last uh, five weeks, actually. And Dobbs is one spot ahead of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Which is just wild. Josh Allen's still the number one quarterback. Yeah, you don't Which, get you don't get uh you don't get hurt that much by interceptions in fantasy football. So, do you know who the number three quarterback is? I do not. Well, you said to buy him, Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah, and look, you want to talk about a guy who you could have bought real cheap before the season. Um, you know, I I'm really liking what Sam Howell's doing, and I think. I'm not saying that he's going to be the franchise quarterback in Washington, but I don't think he's a short-term solution. I think he's a guy that they they might sign to a little bit of an extension and see really see what he's got. So 
Um, you're by a low window and Sam Howell is slamming shut. Sure is. Really, really fast. Or he's going to be a guy where in startups, I think he could be a good uh, punt the quarterback guy because, you know, people are still going to overlook him. They're still going to want the elite level players. Uh, but definitely give him a look. And, um, yeah, so anyway, back to – got a little off topic. I apologize. Getting back to Amon Ross St. Brown. You need multiple firsts if you're going after Amon Ross St. Brown. Nobody is letting him away cheaply, and they shouldn't. Like you said, wide receiver seven on the season for a fourth-round draft pick. Freaking amazing. Um, or you're going to have to bundle mm-hmm. up guys with picks, guys like Chris Olave, Devonta Smith. You might have to pair each of them with the first-round pick. Devonta Smith might be a little bit harder. He's having a down season. Long-term after this season, I still think he's going to be fine. And you know what I'm willing to pay up? If I think he's a guy that's going to get me over the hump and be successful long-term, I'm more than willing to go ahead and pay these prices to get a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown. We thought he was just going to be the next Tyler Vaughns, but we were wrong about that one. Ah, uh, stop. <laughs> haven't heard that name in a while, have you? Man, he was the Colts for a little bit. <laughs> it was on purpose why you haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> All right, so, Nate, let's let's go to the scrub pick of uh, the week. Do you what want a scrub? Talk- do you want to talk about who it was last week or you want me to do it? No, you do it. I can't say his name. Miles freaking Sanders. Mm-hmm. The higher lower was 20 and a half yards. He had negative five rushing yards. So Nate and I are both seven and three on the season. Thanks. Never like, trust that guy again. Nate, I'm I'm looking through lineups today, setting things, seeing if I need to make any moves. I got Miles Sanders all over everywhere. Just leaving him on the bench. Yeah, I can't trust the guy. I he you can't start him. Cam, give me five points. Come on. The Panthers have no faith in him. They're rolling Chuba Hubbard out over him. You got to leave him on the bench. You can't sell him. You can't drop him. You don't want to buy him. He's a major hold right now. Hope the situation gets better next year. Yeah. Hang on and pray. But what do you got for us? I know the Ravens play on Thursday night. Ravens do play on Thursday night, Mike. So I got a good one here. I'm feeling pretty confident. Let's do it. All right. Ravens play the Bengals at Baltimore. It's a home game for Ravens. And flavor of the week. Not the scrub of the week, really, but flavor of the week. Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell. Michael Bauer. A newly acquired Keaton Mitchell by newly acquired Keaton Mitchell by by me in the Rewind Crew League. Um, the higher lower for Keaton Mitchell Thursday night against Cincinnati is 34 and a half rushing yards, Mike. 34 and a half rushing yards, higher or lower for Keaton Mitchell Thursday night football. What is my good friend Keaton, who is just rotting away on so many benches and taxi squads that I have? Let's look it up and let's see what he's done. Last week, 34 yards, and the week before that, 138 yards. Just out of nowhere, Nate. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I mean, you're a Ravens fan, and I know that you have more of a pulse on the Ravens than – most people do. Was there some buzz that did the staff really like him or did, did you not see this coming? Oh, no. Um, we talked about it before the season even started. I told you Keaton Mitchell was a guy to watch for the Ravens because I knew they needed that speed threat. Um, I thought he was going to make the roster. They ended up kind of playing, uh, you know, tag with him on the uh, practice squad for a little bit there. Uh, he did have an injury, so he was an IR. And coming back, you know, especially after the Dobbins injury, told you, you know, he wasn't going to come in here and have a bulk of the carries, but he was electric. You know, he's got something that, you know, yeah. the other guys don't have. And 
you know, Gus Edwards is still going to get his, but Keaton Mitchell, he's been really good the last two weeks. John Harbaugh said he's going to start using him a little bit more. I'm going higher here, and I think it's important to note that a lot of teams are going to a two-back system, and you just have to navigate around that. Again, as fantasy players, don't push your narrative on the NFL. John Harbaugh doesn't care about your fantasy team. Mike Tomlin doesn't care. The Ravens are doing it. The Steelers are doing it. I'm going higher. Give me 35 rushing yards. Keaton Mitchell, Nate, what are you doing? Um, so Keaton Mitchell here, you know, Gus Edwards is still the RB1, like I said, but Keaton Mitchell gets all the outside zone runs. He gets all the off-tackle runs to get him out in space, to get him running. Mike, Keaton Mitchell has 14.3 yards per carry this season. Give him three carries, and we got over 34 and a half yards. Come on, baby. All right, so you're Stick taking the higher as well. All right, perfect. So – don't forget, if you went in on the Pick'em Fund at Underdog Fantasy, use promo code RewindEd. You not only get a 100% first deposit match up to $500, you'll also get a mystery special Pick'em in the lobby. When you sign up as a new user, this mystery pick is always a winner, and then you are one pick away from winning your first Pick'em. Join Underdog Fantasy today using promo code RewindEd. The link will be in the description. That is in the description for every podcast and every video. Till next time, everybody, for Nate, I'm Mike. We'll see you.